0: You're tuning into the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. As a selling author, certified life coach, and speaker, I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and transform you from the inside out. From time to time, you may hear a solo episode, but for the most part, we will be joined by real-life guests who have overcome adversity. But as they have done the work, today they are thriving. So grab your pen and paper as we get started, and learn firsthand tips and tricks to change the trajectory of your lives so we can live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera-Dannert, and today we have a special guest with us. So please join us as we delve into her journey and discover the inspiration that propels her to move forward and gain valuable tips as she inspires us all. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, how are you?
1: I am great. How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. So let's get started. Tell us your name and a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Well, my name is Michelle Steiner. I am a disability writer, photographer, and um, a paraeducator. And I work in a school with, with students that have disabilities, and I have my own blog called Michelle's Mission, and I have a learning disability myself.
0: Beautiful. So can you share a little bit about your personal journey and how you discovered that you had a learning disability? And what were some of the early challenges that you have faced and some of the things that you've overcome?
1: Sure. My journey with a learning disability began when I was in kindergarten. I was really lucky that my kindergarten teacher saw that I was struggling socially and academically in the classroom. I had a preschool teacher that thought something was going on, but I was my per- parents' first child, so they decided to send me to kindergarten and sure enough, I really struggled. I can remember some of the things uh, tying my shoes. That was really difficult. Counting uh, dot to dot worksheets were really hard for me. And anything math related was difficult. And my teacher noticed that, and they did interventions to try to help. And that didn't seem to work like the Mm. first interventions that they might do in the classroom. And they, uh, recommended that I get tested and uh, my parents consented sure you know definitely and once I was tested for one it wasn't a surprise to anybody that I had a learning disability mm. and in that time period learning disabilities were just considered um, an umbrella term that they gave to somebody they didn't other than dyslexia we really didn't know a whole lot about dyscalculia and that was Yeah, we knew I wasn't gonna be a mathematician. That was one thing that my dad remembers them telling them when I was really young. And that was, it was hard for for me, I had to repeat kindergarten the following year, in a different school. And I had specialty instruction, and uh, accommodations, along with uh, going to kindergarten, for the second time. And in for my specialty instruction, we did all all subject areas in the beginning. It was reading, it was math, where we attempted to learn how to do that, and we worked on my eye hand coordination because I have visual perception issues as well. And it was and I also have limited hand dexterity. They didn't know that until I was older, though. Cool. So that was um, yeah, that was very young. Whenever yeah. we found out.
0: Oh, wow. So many people face, you know, misconceptions about learning disabilities. How do you educate others about your specific challenges? And what advice would you give, you know, to someone breaking down to break down the stigma and fostering understanding with learning disabilities?
1: One of the biggest misconceptions about learning disabilities is a person that doesn't have one can't learn. That is one of the biggest things. When I tell somebody I have a learning disability, they say, Oh, well, you were able to go to college. You were able to get your bachelor's degree. You can't possibly have a disability. And the having a learning disability doesn't mean that I can't learn. It's just my brain cannot understand math. or there's certain things that I can't do. And I just need a different way to do them. And I need to focus in on what my strengths are. Another big misconception that I find is I'll tell people I have a disability and they'll say, well, you don't look like you're disabled. Mm -hmm. And I have to explain that not every disability is visible. Uh, Some people can see this. There are some disabilities you're able to see, and some people have physical disabilities or other ones might have facial features with that. But there's some that we can't see. uh, Learning disabilities, ADHD, uh, chronic pain. Those are some of the the disabilities we can't. And I think it's giving that education that is so important. Uh, Another misconception I get is people will say, oh, you have a math learning disability and they think I have a reading disability and they they think, oh, everybody can do math. And it's trying to explain to them, no, I really do struggle with that. And it's just I think sometimes just that education is so important.
0: And it's not that you can't do it. You just need a little bit more time, a little Mm -hmm. bit more, you know, different skill sets to be able to navigate through those different challenges. Exactly. Yep. Um, So, you know, you talked about school. So navigating the educational or the work environment can sometimes be complex and challenging. So what strategies do you use or have you used and found helpful in your journey in advocating for yourself?
1: I think one of the biggest things is being honest and advocating uh, for myself and being able to speak up for what I need at a job, but doing it in a positive, friendly way as well. I work in a school with students who have disabilities and all the kids know and the staff do not ask me to (laughs) help them with math. And a lot of times, sometimes it's just going to the principal or whoever I'm working with and just being really open and honest saying, Hey, I have a math learning disability. I can't do math. And just most people are, are really understanding with that. But I can do reading. I can do uh, English. There's a lot of other things I can do. It's just a matter of um, finding what those things are and how someone can be uh, a really, you know, a good fit for that. If I'm in an English class, I can help students with figuring out their figurative language packet but if you ask me to go into a science class and do a line graph or <laughs> a math class and try to figure out uh, formulas and equations, I'm not going to be able to do that. But it's it's if you put me in something I can do, that's where I shine at, and I think that's important that somebody is able to tell in a positive way that they have a disability, and the person with one is more uh, an asset to the company or the school or whatever workplace rather than being a liability. What was college
0: life like for, you know, for you?
1: Well, it was really difficult in the beginning, even before I got there, it was hard. There was a lot of people that didn't think I could handle college because of my difficulties with math. I can remember I had a learning support teacher who told me, I most likely you, you're not going to be able to handle going to college and tried to push a trade school. But I decided I'm going to go to college and I had a psychiatrist that evaluated me to get disability accommodations and never been a great test taker <laughs> and my scores are really low and he's told me it most likely wouldn't go beyond a community college. And when I got to community college, it was difficult at first. I can remember I had a professor that told me, well, you're going to have really limited job choices because of your math skills. And there was a stigma about disability accommodations on campus. I can remember I had uh, people who would tell me, well, you're using accommodations, you're getting the answers, or "That's, that's not fair, or that's cheating. And I really took that to heart and I didn't use them. And that was a big mistake because my grades dropped. I was really doing what i could do but i needed to have those resources to help me uh with the disability and i remember i had a professor there was a class i was really struggling with it was a science class nonetheless and she said why don't we at least get you extended test time and i was it i got extra time for my test i had tutoring and i was able to pass i didn't do well in the class but i was able to pass and I was able to graduate with my associate's degree in early childhood education. I moved out on my own, which was really good because i not able to drive because of my disability and mm-hmm. I was in a central location. And I always wanted more for myself though. And eventually my the job I was at at a childcare, they were downsizing for financial reasons. I had to move back in with my mom and dad, and that was hard. Because I was so used to having that independence. Yeah. But I knew that this was the time to go and try give university a try. And I found the right program that had the least amount of math and the least amount of science possible. It had disability accommodations and it had a program that really interested me. And when I went there, I used the accommodations. I had mm-hmm. even more than I had before. I had a note taker. I had extended test time. I went to tutoring and office hours when I was really struggling in a class and I also advocated for myself. I would introduce myself to a professor at the end of the or at the beginning of every course a new one and I would just tell them who I was and I had a learning disability and these would be the services that I would need and it worked out so much better. Most people were really understanding. Uh, You got a couple that maybe didn't get the memo But it really worked out well. And I even made Dean's List for a semester. And I was able to graduate with a bachelor's degree despite being told I couldn't do it.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, you know, that's what those services are there for. Mm -hmm. And and someone who does not have a learning disability that I know of, I don't like math. So I remember going through my undergraduate, Mm -hmm. you know, for my associate's and looking at the the catalog Mm -hmm. at what degree program required the least amount of math hmm Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you talked about, you know, you, you were living at home, you moved out and then you mm-hmm. ended up going back home. So let's talk a little bit about your inspiration. You know, who inspires you and who keeps you going when you're facing some of those difficult choices in life?
1: One of my biggest, biggest inspiration is my husband. He is uh, definitely somebody that I can count on. He is wonderful with that. He was very accepting. With me having a disability. In fact, he was the first person that asked when I had, um, on our first date. And I told him I had a disability. He asked me, well, how does that make you feel? And nobody else ever asked me that. I definitely think it's friends and family, too. They are definitely always there for me and supportive. I couldn't have done that without a lot of their support. And it's definitely the people I work, that I encounter uh, with my blog. And the students that I work with are also a big inspiration to me as well. I think that just getting that chance to go in and be able to pay it forward and work with students that have disabilities is also rewarding for me.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about love and relationships. You know, as someone who, you know, has learning disabilities and you're very open about it, you know, someone that may be listening may feel like, you know, I'm not good enough. No one is ever going to love me. No one is ever going to accept me. What advice, what tips would you give to that individual?
1: I think the first thing I would say is if it's the right person, they're going to love you with a disability or they're going to love you without one. Because I can remember there were people that would tell me, oh, you may not find somebody because you have a disability. And sure enough, there were people who who didn't love me with the disability. I had a guy that was breaking up with me and he was telling me, I think you can drive if you wanted to. And I'm tired of taking you places. And other people have just said, oh, with your disability, I don't think that I, I, I can handle that. And those weren't really bad people. It was just that was not the person that I was meant to be with. And I worried about that a lot. And I finally just prayed "If until it's the right person. Please don't send me anybody else. And God answered that prayer and sent me the right person. And it's just one of those things. If it's the right one, they're going to love you for that. And if they're not, then it's it's not the right person for you.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, and you know, speaking of acceptance, so self-acceptance is very important when it comes to personal growth and being on a personal journey. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit about your personal journey towards accepting? you know, all the, you know, the learning disabilities and that you have to navigate life differently than the average person.
1: Right. A lot of that was a grieving process for me because I had to grieve very early that loss of having that person that that little girl that didn't have a disability. And that was something that was hard. And uh, what a lot of it helped was writing. Uh, Writing has always been a passion of mine. And I can remember that was the first thing they found out I was good at. I wrote a story about a dinosaur when I was real little. My dad read it and said, hey, this is pretty good. And that just encouraged me to write about other things. And I had a friend that one of my writing groups told me, you should really write about having a learning disability. And I said, oh, that, I don't know. That's a little too personal. And when I finally shared that, that is when uh, writing is what gave me that voice to be able to do that.
0: So is the, is the book published? Have you
1: published a book? I have not published a book yet. (laughs) I'm uh, focusing on my blog, but I would like to get a book in the future, especially a children's book about dyscalculia because a lot of people don't have a lot of um, knowledge about that. Um, People are aware of dyslexia and other types and I think it's important that uh, children have representation uh, with with disabilities.
0: So the the disability that you just mentioned, is that the one about the numbers?
1: Yes, that is.
0: Okay. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Sure. I have trouble with how numbers work. Uh, It can be trying to figure out the steps of a math problem. It can also be uh, trying to memorize all my addition, subtraction, multiplication facts. I don't have all those memorized. Uh, It can be... I'm also not able to tell time on the face of a clock. Mm. I can see the numbers. I don't put them backwards. I can see the the little marks, or but uh, in the handles. But I just it doesn't comprehend, so I use my Fitbit. But it's it also goes beyond a classroom. I can confuse east, south, north, and west. I confuse my left with my right, mm. and that can be really hard for me. And just A lot of things, anything. Oh, tipping people can be really hard when I go out to eat, so I have to use a tip calculator, and it's always a surprise to me when I'm at the grocery store what the total is. I (laughs) figure that's a surprise for everybody now. Nowadays, yes. (laughs) But if you give me a debit card or a credit card, it's more of an abstract concept. But if you give me uh, cash, I can get a range of how much I'm spending.
0: Awesome. So you got into an interesting field, you Mm -hmm. know, despite your disabilities. How do the parents handle it?
1: I don't do a lot of um, communication with families or with parents, but I do occasionally will hear, oh, my child really liked having you in the classroom. I I will hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I also... Uh, do get a chance to speak sometimes with parents on a podcast or I get communication with them with my blog or through my writing. And a lot of them will say uh, that's my child or my child has a lot of those things. And they, we get that chance to connect. And I think sometimes that, and most of them have a lot of positive things to say uh, for what I'm doing. And a lot of their, their kids for what they're having them do is a lot more positive um, things that that, or around their interest, rather than uh, just putting them in a a job that maybe they don't want to do, but we might put them in just because they have a disability.
0: Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your blog. What's the name and what inspired you to start the blog?
1: Sure. Uh, My name of my blog is Michelle's Mission. And at my blog, I blog about life with a learning disability. And I combine my love of photography with blogging. And I put a lot of nature metaphors to describe having a disability. And I a lot of my photographs that I feature on my blog, uh, they're for sale in my store. And I t- they come from my walks that I go on. Uh, a lot of times I'll be in the car with my husband and I'll say, did you see that? And he'll be like, no, I'm focusing on the road. And I get a chance to see something. And sometimes we pull over And other times, if it's local, I'll get that chance to go back when I'm on a walk and I get a chance to take a picture of the flower. And a lot of people say you bring out details that uh, other people might miss. Mm -hmm. And I also have a forum where people with disabilities can connect uh, through monthly questions.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. So it's kind of like, you know, paying it forward and being a voice
1: Mm -hmm. from others.
0: So you are on the Fearless Fridays, you know, podcast. How are you living a fearless life?
1: I'm trying to live a fearless life with being brave uh, and bold and sharing my story about having a disability and trying to help the most people that I can help.
0: That's awesome. What are you working on for the new year? What's you know going to be happening with your business, with your blogging?
1: I just want to continue to write and just be a service to people with disabilities.
0: Beautiful. And where can, as we get ready to wind down, where can people connect with you and learn more about you? you can find me at michellesmission.net and i'm also on facebook and instagram awesome so you know as we get ready to wind down you know thinking about the future what challenges or improvements would you like to see in society uh, you know creating more inclusivity when it comes to you know learning disabilities and things like that
1: i definitely would love to see more people being accepting over people that that have disabilities and a big challenge that i see is our transportation system that we have in the United States is not the most reliable and that is something a lot of people with disabilities, uh, learning disabilities or intellectual disabilities and just other types uh, of them aren't able to drive and I'd love to see our transportation system improve where people with disabilities have uh, safe, adequate, adequate transportation to be able to get to places.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Is there anything else that you would like to share
1: that we haven't talked about? I would just love to encourage people with and without disabilities to know what they want and to be able to find a way to do them. And also that success may not always come in the package that you expect, but sometimes it comes in something even greater.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. Make sure to stay connected with us and you can find us on Facebook at MRD Empowerment Solutions or on Instagram as Marianne rivera Danert. You can also visit our website at MarianneRiveraDannard.com. As always, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority and you matter.